Life can be stressful, even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research and can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Go to headspace.com slash C-suite for a free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash C-suite. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, it's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And what we're talking about today is your most important asset. Your most important asset in the world is your customer. And we all know that a lot of times we don't tell the owner of our establishments what we think of them. You know, we just assume people, we got their money and slam, bam, thank you, ma'am, you're out of here. But the most important asset a company or a business or individual has is the person that hands them their money. And that's the person that many times we abuse the most. And because a customer won't have the guts to tell you. And the person who, and the organization that has got that wired because the most important person is that customer. How do you take care of them? It's called customer service. And our guest today has an excellent book. It's called Excellent Wins. It's by Horace Schultze. He is the founder of a little company called the Ritz-Carlton. Kim and I, that's our favorite, favorite, favorite hotel chain. It is the best because they know what we think about. They know what we say. They know what we want. They know what we want. They're the best at it. So if you think you're gonna get rich by being cheap and abusing your customer, you got another thing coming. You better grow up. So our guest today again is Horst Schulze, founder of the Ritz-Carlton. If you haven't been to the Ritz-Carlton, treat yourself. You'll get an idea what it feels like to know what customers want, right, Kim? It, yes, and, and he also, now he's founded, um, Horse has founded a second company, and he's chairman and CEO of Capella Hotels and Resorts, so we're gonna have to go check out Capella because if it's, uh, he, Horse is saying it's better than Ritz-Carlton, so we gotta go, uh, go check that out. <laughs> different. different. You know, different. Uh, Ritz-Carlton is uh, certainly a great company. I'm, I'm proud of what was accomplished there, what we created, but I wanted to, uh, when I retired, I I needed to do it one more time in the ultra luxury uh, mode and, uh, because, uh, frankly, 20 years ago or so, uh, luxury was changing into affordable luxury and ultra luxury. Yeah. For example, 20 years ago, if we would have asked anybody what's a great luxury car, they would have said Mercedes. Today they may say Bentley. So. There is a oh, slight I see what you're saying. change yes. in generally in the consumer's opinion. So we, we created a, a couple of our own small hotels. In fact, you may, I'm sure most of you and your listeners have seen one on TV, and that's when Trump met with Kim in Singapore. That it was oh, in a Capella hotel. Oh, wonderful. Well, well and- if Trump stays there, <laughs> he must know service, right? 
Yeah, I hope so. You're right. Yes. Well, frankly, he has some great hotels. Some of the yeah. Hotels yeah, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, yeah. and, and your book, Excellence Wins, A No-Nonsense Guide to Becoming the Best in a World of Compromise. I really, really recommend this book to every single business owner because it's all about how you take care of customers and your stories are, are very compelling. And the, and the thing yeah. is, I you know, I grew up in Hawaii, so I understand you know, Hawaii is a, the hotel business. And the business sure. is called Heads on Beds. Heads yeah. on Beds. And if you have to keep chasing that next head, it's expensive because your biggest expense is called customer acquisition. So if your customer keeps coming back to you, actually it's more profitable and less expensive. Am I correct, Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's exactly what I, what I present in the book. If you, if you dig into it, you would see what my point there is more turns around customers, leadership, and employees. That's how it runs together. But what my point there is um, mostly is if you have a real great business, number one, what you do is keep the customers that you have. Number one, it, and it cannot be interfered by anything else you do. Number two, you get new ones. Number three, you get as much money as you can from the customer. Wait a minute. Without losing them. Without losing them. Value. Without losing With, them. So, that means you give them value. Yes. And I, I want to say, well, you know, Kim and I, we, every time we go to Singapore, you know, now we're going to change to the Capella. But we've always gone to the Ritz-Carlton simply because they know what we like. There's no hassle. The staff is unbelievable at customer service. So this is my I question. I love that hotel. I frankly love that hotel. Oh, it's beautiful. And by the way, it's the same ownership than the Capella, by the way. That's how I knew them. I had opened, you understand, hotels uh, are not owned by the, by the operators, owned by some individual people. And uh, so we created Capella. But be, care, be careful before you say you go to Capella, because frankly, we are much more expensive than the Ritz. <laughs> so let me ask, what's, what's, what is different than from the Capella to the Ritz, or the Ritz to the well, Capella? Uh, we, we, for example, we don't take uh, large groups, conventions, or anything like that. It's all individualized service. Basically, we're saying, make it very clear, we do everything for you as long as legal, moral, and ethical. <laughs> when you have a reservation, we get a hold of you and say, when you come to Singapore or wherever, what can we do for you here? We are here for you. Do you have a, do you have a diet? Do you have an allergy? Can we, what can we prepare for you to visit in Singapore, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, it, it's, for instance, we don't have a check-in time or check-out time. It's all about concentration totally on what the customer wants and not what we want. So let me ask you this. If, let's say, Ritz-Carlton is a dollar, how much is Capella? Um, two and a half. That's not bad. Not bad. Not, not bad at all. Not hey, bad. Okay. So but, our but, rate but, is about, it can, I, very simply, in, in Singapore, the rate of Ritz-Carlton is about $400 a night. Ours is about 1000 a night. Got it. So let me ask you this. Do you call it FIT, Free Independent Travelers? Well, yeah, we we only we have in, we only have independent travelers. That's yeah, so what it is. So, so the the interesting thing with us with Ritz Carlton is practically, and that is true for the top market. Practically every customer comes through a travel agency today in our market. The lower markets, that's not true. So, with other words, I cannot afford to lose a single customer because if my customer is unhappy, because sure as heck the travel agent will call them after they stayed with us and say, how was it? And if it wasn't good, they're going to leave me. So, so let me so ask... The, the travel agency is going to take me off their shelf. 
So I have to make sure that every customer leaves uh, exuberant about who we are. So, so let me ask you this, Horst, because one of the hardest things of business, of course, is managing people. And with hotels all over the world, you have thousands and thousands of staff. What are, how do you get the staff to, be, to treat the customers the way you want them? Well, first, you know, uh, there, it's like everything, every, like everything else. It's a system. You have to hire the right people. When I hear people saying, well, our labor force here, what do you mean about labor force not good? The, the, the individual employee cannot help it if he was raised wrong by his parents, but you may be the dummy that hired them. It's you. You are the leader. You may not hire them right. You may not... You may not align them right. Everybody talks about alignment, and nobody seems to really know what it is. Alignment is meaning the employee, every employee, understands and is part of the objective of the company, part of a dream, belonging, and not they were hired, an employee is hired to be part of the company and not just fulfill a function. The function is only there to accomplish an objective. You know, the chairs on which we're sitting is fulfilling a function. We hire human beings. We hire human beings to join our dream. And they know, of course, the motive of the dream. They know how their own motives are connected to these motives. They know clearly what the customer expects from us. They're truly aligned. It's not just a buzzword which exists today in every company, alignment. And most people don't even know what it is. It's the same as the so, word purpose and mission and customers yeah, exactly. always king oh, and all that. There's just Empowerment. Talk about empowerment. Oh, empowerment. And when you ask them, nobody's empowered to make a decision. They have to call a manager when something happens. That's what that's why drives me nuts. Yeah, that's why in Rich Carlton we, we empowered every every employee, every employee to make a decision up to two thousand dollars. What does if that mean? What does explain ex, ex, if you, if it costs two thousand dollars to make the customer happy, the employee is empowered to make that decision? That's correct. That's fantastic. Now, now nobody ever gave two thousand dollars. They bought when when the guests came uh, for breakfast hypothetically and and the waiter said, uh, I hope you had a nice, nice uh, night. And the guest said, no, I didn't because my toilet didn't flush. In that moment, the waiter owns the toilet and says, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad I buy your breakfast. So those are the things we do. In that moment, instead of having an M, a, a customer that leaves negative, a customer is leaving very positive and talks well about you and wants to come back rather than talk negative and doesn't come back. That's heads on so, beds. You want them return. That's the most expensive acquisition is that customer. If they come back, your cost has gone it. down. Yeah. And, and imagine if I can turn that customer down that is negative, who, who is essentially a terrorist against a company because they leave and talk bad about you. Right. If I can make the, the, the same customer an ambassador for the company. What a switch around. Just because I bought them breakfast or sent a fruit basket or bought them a glass of wine or they, or, and said, forgive me. Instead of arguing with them and say, I called the manager. And that happens every single time. Every time. So, of course, what, what's the number one thing an upset customer wants? Well, 
here, that's a fascinating question because here's the thing. 96%, we know that we started that very, very careful. 96%, all they want is get rid of their frustration and somebody ex, ex, accepts the complaint mm. and says, I'm sorry, forgive me. 96%, all they want that somebody, but if you say, well, they don't have that, well, that always happens, or well, I have to tell the manager, it, it, is, not, it is not accepted, and consequently, the frustration becomes worse. So every employee should be taught, we, we certify every employee on problem resolution, how to say sorry, how to make amends, how to take care of them, and, and make them feel, make the guests feel good. So let me just say because one more thing, know. you guys. It does. You don't have to be expensive, but you no, have you have to ex, expect your employees to be strong. But that's a function of leadership. So if you have bad yeah. leadership, you'll have bad employees and dissatisfied customers. Is that correct? For me, it's all leadership. Everything is leadership. The people right. that you hire is leadership. How you how they align them is leadership. How you set an, an environment where they like to do the job rather than have to do the job is leadership. It's all leadership. Right. But what we do, what we do if an employee is not good, we say, well, that was not good, and then it's, it's gone. Instead of questioning ourselves, what we did wrong not to keep the positive attitude in their hearts. Right. We have to learn that. Right. Once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. We're talking about the most important person of your business, the most important asset, and that's your customer. And most people today are turning and burning them and then they wonder why their costs keep going up. If you have to market to another customer, your expenses have now doubled. But as Horst says, you piss off one customer, they'll tell 100 people. You keep one person happy, they just come back. So the problem with upsetting somebody is they get, they get even by bad-mouthing you. That's the worst, right, Horst? That's correct. That's correct. Like, you like, know, I, I was, always say there are three types of customers. The, the one that dissatisfied who are terrorists against your company. Yeah, and they'll and tell more people than, I just did that, I was in Connecticut at this program, and the management was so horrible, I'm never going back. I mean, never, never, never. So that's the price, you guys, of having bad leadership, bad cust bad employees, and then bad customers who don't come back. Yeah. When we come back, we'll be talking more to Horst Schultz. His book is called Excellence Wins. If you're going to be in business, you've got to know who your customer is and take care of them, but also as a function of leadership, which I know I can personally improve upon, but then that filters down throughout the entire company bad leadership. Any final comments, Kim? No, I, I'm just excited to get back to Horse because he's got a great credo when we come back. I want to learn about it. He says, we are ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. And when I want to find back, out how he gets that throughout the entire system. When we come back, we'll be talking more about how Horse takes care of the most important person in any business, the customer. You're listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. 
don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. What is your number one expense in life? Your number one expense. It's taxes. And I've asked the question is, how come there's no financial education in school, but why isn't there education on taxes either? You know, they tell you to save money, which is stupid. They tell you to invest in the stock market, which is stupid. But what they teach you about taxes. So here at Rich Dad Advisor, Tom Wheelwright, we're talking about his revision for his book, Tax-Free Wealth. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Robert. So what's the Tax-Free Wealth about? What, what's different this time? It's a rev revised edition. Well, so what we did was, is we this is the first major tax reform we've had in 30 years, 2017. Right. Was 86 was the last one. 86 was the last one back right. when I was in Washington, D.C., so many guys got wiped out because of that tax change. <laughs> they did. They yeah. did. It wiped out an entire industry, savings and loans. This new tax law is just as big, but in a very different way. It affects different industries. You know, the tax law is always a series of incentives. And the question is always which incentives and which ones apply to me. And so the, the key to revising tax-free wealth was what is it, what changed so much in this new tax law that we can absolutely take advantage of, I mean, seriously, the amazing incentives. For example, I mean, the bonus depreciation, for example, for real estate is unbelievable. You buy a, a, a million dollar apartment, get a $300,000 reduction or more the very first year. So if you want to make more money and pay less taxes like Donald Trump and myself, get Tom's book, Tax-Free Wealth. It pays to listen. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Our special guest today is Horst Schulte. His book is called Excellence Wins. And any one of you who is an entrepreneur or who wants to be an entrepreneur or dreams of becoming an entrepreneur, you've got to read this book, Excellence Wins. And the reason is your most expensive commodity is your customer. It costs a lot of money to find a customer. Then if you piss them off, you now have what Horace calls a terrorist. So that's why I got to take care of them. So once again, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio Show anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive them for one reason, so you can listen to it again. Because repetition is how we learn. But most importantly, if you have friends, you know, family or business partners, listen to this program again and then get the book and study it because we're talking about your most important asset, which is the customer. But your customer could also turn into your biggest liability, and that's why companies go broke. My rich dad was in the hotel business. That's how I know about FIT and all this. And when the major chains came in, like Hilton and those things, he had to compete, and his target market was the local market, the people who grew up in Hawaii. So he cut out all the flower lays and punch and all this stuff, and he just focused on what the local customer wanted. And he had repeat customer after repeat customer after repeat customer, because he knew his customer. They weren't there for the hula and the 
flower lays and all that. They're just coming for some time off. They liked, you know, local food and they didn't want the mainland food. So he really knew his customer. And then, uh, I don't know if you know this horse, but he built a thing called the Hyatt Regency on Waikiki Beach and just sold it for $800 million. But he, oh, wow. but he, he, he had to I mean, get... That, that was, I thought that was, that was, uh, that was Chris, wasn't it? Chris Hammond, that was. Yeah, he sold it. He and Chris co-developed it. Oh, wow. So they were very good operators. Yeah, well, sure. And that's how I learned so much about heads on beds and the cost of acquiring a customer. But the thing that really killed my rich dad was Hyatt is a different guy. They're looking for a different lower, you know, they're looking for a different customer. Well, they're, they're, all those brands are sleeping commodities. Yeah. They're not service commodities. They're no. sleeping commodities. And there's beds. nothing wrong with that. I'm not arguing that, that and I'm not, not even saying that negatively. But they're there to have put somebody in a room and they just sleep, but then uh, while, while, while hotels like uh, Ritz or, or Capella and so on are, they, are there to serve you and take care of you and give you a great experience. Because, you know, it's, it's a difference. Yeah, and, and a lot of those travelers, they're, they're, they're not regular travelers. But, you know, the reason we love the Ritz is because we come in, we're tired, we're going to go to work, and we're not there to vacation. You know what I mean? For us, it's, we need a break. So that's why we love the Ritz, right, Kim? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And and before we get into the credo, um, since we've touched on it, Horst, um, we've talked about, you had mentioned there's three kinds of customers, and we talked about yeah, the terrorist yeah, yeah. is going to talk bad about you. On social well, media. Uh, yeah. No, and, uh, <laughs> what, listen, but, yeah. but, but hear, hear me, but it's not, that's not, all, not even exaggerated. The dissatisfied customer, that is... That that customer is a terrorist against your organization. They go out, they put it on social media, and, re- and leave and reach thousands and thousands of people negative about your company. And then, of course, there is the satisfied customer. They're kind of neutral. They're kind of whether here or there. If if, they, if next door they offer a better deal, that's where they're going to go. And then they're the loyal customers. And any organization should be do the utmost to make the customer loyal. The loyal customer says, and this is a fact, there was a study just made by, by Pricewaterhouse, the, the loyal customer trusts you and your product. That's the difference, and, right? Uh, the, fact, the issue is trust. And, no, 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 hear me. No, hear me. This is important. And they're willing to pay more for your product yes. as long as they trust you. Yes. So that's why you want them. This, in other words, you con- if you concentrate what the customer wants, you concentrate on making money rather than concentrate on making on, on the money. That, in that moment, you concentrate on what makes money. Versus focusing let only me, on the money. Let me say that again. Yeah. Most businesses only focus on making money rather than focus on what makes the money, and that money comes from a person named as a customer. A loyal customer, exactly. especially. And if you have if you have lousy employees, your lousy employee is costing you a lot of money. Is that correct, Horst? That is correct. That's why the, the, the thing that leadership does is to make sure that every single employee understands this, stands this is taught accordingly, and wants to do the right job caringly, caringly underlined for the customer. And so that is the role of leadership. Management, it does, it manages processes, etc. Leadership creates an environment in which people join and want to do the job. So that customer cannot, must leave your hotel happy, is what you're saying. And trusting. 
exactly, and trusting. They must know, I can trust this. You know, in the beginning years, the first uh, 20 years when I was running Ritz-Carlton, we, we didn't advertise luxury. We ad- advertised that you can trust us. It can rely on us. And that's what the customer does. You, you do. You, you go to Ritz-Carlton because you know it makes, they make you feel good. Yep. It makes you feel good. You know it's going to be clean. You know they, they will respond when you have something. You see, you're trusting them. Yeah. And that's what you. And that feeling, any business should create in every in every single customer, guest, or what patient, or whatever you call it, that you have. That's what. And that's of course what my book is all about. Not only that, how to do it, and how to measure it, and so on, but how to accomplish it. You have a credo. We talked about the, the at the last. Um last segment, yeah. you have a credo that you've had with you for years and years and years. Ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. What does that mean and how do you? How does that infiltrate through your organization? Well, it, 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 impacted, it impacted me very much when I was about 14, 15, 16 years old and, and, and realized it, the maitre d' in my restaurant where, where I was working as a busboy was so respected and I and I realized all of a sudden why, because he was so excellent in what he was doing. So, and, and I had been told, all the guests are ladies and gentlemen, we are servants. And all of a sudden I said, wait a minute, he is respected by every guest that comes in here because of his excellence. And for the first time I realized I can define myself as a gentleman. I don't have to be a guest there. I can define myself as a gentleman if I do things properly and right if I create excellence in what I'm doing. And so, and so consequently, I wrote, I happened to write in SA about it, and I named it, we ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. And when I started Ritz-Carlton, I made that the motto of the company. We are not servants. We are, unless we sentence ourselves by, by a lousy job, then we are servants. But if we're excellent in what we're doing, truly excellent, done in in reality, and in the mind of the customers, we are also ladies and gentlemen. So let me say this, ladies and gentlemen here. I highly recommend, especially if you're cheap, go to a, go to a Ritz called, there's a company horse, uh, it's called Giftology. And they said, if you wanna teach people about how to be customer, you know, treat the customer well, he says, send your employees to two nights at the Ritz Carlton. And they'll they'll get the message because most yeah. people are cheap. They don't know what it's yeah. like. So that's exactly. that's yeah. number one. But number two is you know we got this thing called Airbnb. I have never used them, and the reason I never use them is because I don't know who I'm going to be sleeping with. Do, do, do you know what I mean? I really don't want to go and risk it. So yeah, how well, has Airbnb affected the hotel industry, and how has it affected you? Well, I can, for instance, say it has not affected us at all. Our market segment is not affected by that. But I must say, I wouldn't do it. I don't know if, if there is a fire, if they have sprinklers in the room. But I know if I sleep in Ritz Carlton, that immediately the, the hotel and security knows that there's a, there's a danger somewhere because the sprinklers went off or the, and, the, and the fire detector, smoke detector, detectors, and so on. I know that. I, don't, I know that in Ritz Carlton, they make sure there are no bad bugs. Etc. 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 I can tell. I can go on and on, and I want to turn anybody off. I have nothing against Airbnb, but that's why I wouldn't use it. The issue is trust. That's what I'm trying to say. Is it's I trust. Exactly. I, I, I tr- there is a standard 
when Kim and I go to a hotel, if it's below that standard, everything is, for now is compared against Ritz-Carlton. And so if yeah, I go to yeah. an Airbnb, I mean, was, you know, I'm like, I don't, you know, I just don't trust them. That's it. Yeah. Why would I want to spend the night fighting bed bugs? That's the thing I'm afraid <laughs> no, of. Yeah. Well, well, I'm not saying that they're always, but my goodness. I, I no, but there, there, was, there, there was some. I don't know if there are or not, you know, that's the point. Well, there was something that happened in the Ritz-Carlton in Singapore. Kim slipped and hit her head because the, floor, oh. the floors are so polished. That manager was up there. Oh my goodness! They had they had a doctor on the spot immediately. They took such good care of me. They were so out. It was uh, amazing. That was when it was like we became customers. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? To you know, and 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 take a and and take a soaking bath and look over the city at the same time, and you feel good again. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I know that window. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I know that floor. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an but, ochre color. It's beautiful. <laughs> But you know, I, what yeah. else? What else I pick up horse in your book is you actually you empower your employees and you they're really problem solvers. And there was a story about room service, and they were getting a lot of complaints yeah. at one of the hotels about yeah. room service, and they dug and dug and dug, and where where most people would have stopped, they went to like five six levels of what really caused the problem. And it, yeah, yeah, well, that is a, a, a strong starting of continuous improvement. That means when, when a mystic in our company now with uh, Capella, and, and, I, and I teach that a lot now, is um, when a mystic happens, we usually jump on the problem, the mystic happened. But it is, it is statistically, that's a fact. Nobody can argue facts. That's a fact. Statistically, the reason for the mistake that is there, be the spill or whatever, is five steps away. Yes. Lies five steps away. So you dig into it and work with the team. So when we have problems happen, if a problem repeats, we put a team on that is connected to the problem. That means in room service, if the, the, like in this case, if it happened in room service, we put a room service team, that means the order taker, the passport, the waiter, the cook, together and say, find the reason for this mistake. In the case of this room service, it was slow service. Find it, repeat it, find the reason. And they dig and dig and dig until they find the root cause. And once I eliminate that root cause, that mistake can never happen again. That means... Your, your company just became a little tiny bit better than it was before. That's what you call and, it. It's a systemic problem, not just an individual that's right. problem. That's right. So I make sure right now that every hotel has at least five teams right now looking for the root causes of problems that reoccurred. So I know that, that within a few months we're a better hotel than we were before. Let me ask you this so then: How do you, how do you handle a quote unquote an employee that doesn't want to be there? Well, uh, uh, for, yeah. <laughs> don't the, hire them, right? <laughs> don't hire them to start with. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't just, you don't just hire people; you select people, and we do it very scientifically. We have we had an outside company, frankly, study. For each job category, the profile that is needed, that is successful in this particular job, that enjoys this particular job, and then we studied how to hire for that profile. Next, we don't, when people come to work, and, and, and again, I explained that carefully in the book, when people come to work, the next thing that has to happen, the first day they come to work, 
there has to be an exceptional orientation and not turning them over to teach, have somebody fill out some papers and then fill out and then turn them over to somebody who, who teaches them the function. What happens? The, 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 you start a new job and the boss says, oh, we are a team here, this pathetic team speech. Well, what's a team? A team is a group of people who have a common objective. So the objective is not given, just we're a team here. And work with Bill over here, he knows the ropes. You're not in rope business, but somehow Bill knows ropes. And then you turn him over and Bill tells him on the, on the way to the workplace, this company sucks. That's the orientation. How can we expect something from an employee like that? We don't let that happen. We give orientation. In fact, the first 50 some Ritz-Carlton hotels, when they, they open new or we took them over, they, I gave the, the orientation. I told them, I invite you to be part of us. Here is our dream. Join us not for work, but for the dream. And then let's work together to accomplish that dream. So let me ask this one, one last question. You know, you have, let's say you have a just say you have dissatisfied customers. You also have dissatisfied employees. How do you handle an employee that gossips? That's always saying bad things behind people's back. Well, that's 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 very simple. You give them a chance, and then and you counsel them, and then you get rid of them. Please forgive me. <laughs> you can't have that. But, one second. One uh, second. If if uh, let me explain them for a moment. If I if my objective for the company. I agonized and questioned myself, is this good for everybody, including the employees? So if I compromise and let anybody compromise, our objective to be the best in the world, that means an employee that talks negative and so on, I am compromising against all employees, against the investor, against the customer, against everybody. I have no right to do that. I have to get rid of that person for the sake of the rest of the employees. Amen, amen, amen. Once again, our special guest today is Horst Schulze, H-R-S-T-S-C-H-U-L-Z-E. His book is called Excellence Wins. For those of you who are an entrepreneur or in business or anybody, and you really want to be better at what you do, this book is a bust read. Once again, the book is Excellent Wins. Final comments, Kim? Well, I, and I love what you said, Horace, about if you compromise or allow others to compromise and your your tagline is a no-nonsense guide to becoming the best in the world in a world of compromise. So you, that I think that's a huge point, and I thank you for that. Thank you very right. much. Thank you very, very much, Horace. You have no idea. Delighted to be with you. Delighted to be with you. Yeah. Oh, such a pleasure. And uh, congratulations again. And next stop is uh, Capella Hotel. And, uh, and, and <laughs> we'll, we'll, love we'll, it. We'll, love it. Try it. We'll, we'll be back. We'll be back in Singapore soon. So at least I'll, I'll we will be there. Yeah, we'll be there. Yep. So we'll uh, ask. Uh, we'll ask. We'll be there. So thank you very much. Yes. All the best. Thank you, Horace. You best. too. Bye bye. Bye bye. And we'll come back and go to the next part of our program. Ask Robert. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. 
With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Financial freedom begins with financial education. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back. Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Once again, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android. And you can listen to this program again because we archive everything because repetition is how we learn at richdadradio.com. What most people don't do is they don't tell the truth. So they go to they they go to a hotel, they go to a restaurant, they come to your business, they get screwed over, and they don't say anything because people don't like to be forthright, and that kills the business. Our guest today was Horace Schulze. He is the founder of the Ritz Carlton Hotel, and he talks about how excellence wins. And today we put up with too much mediocrity, too much political correctness, and we're afraid to say what we want to say. And it's killing us. This, so, this political correctness and the social media attacks are killing us as a people, as a country, and as a world right now. We're so afraid to speak up. So what excellence wins is you better know who your customer is, number one, because that's your most important asset. And if they go to sleep at night and they're bad-mouthing you, you're in trouble. If your employees are bad-mouthing you, you're in trouble. That means you're a bad leader. That's all it means. And if you're going to be in business, you better be able to snip that stuff in the bud or just let it happen because I want to be politically correct. So that's why I highly recommend people read his book, Excellence Wins. If you don't like your customer, you better get, you better find out who you do like and take care of them. Like Rich Dad was in the same business, he'll tell business. He definitely wasn't the Ritz Carlton but he did know his customer, right, Kim? Yes, he did. And his customer was a local traveler in Hawaii. Who wanted an inexpensive hotel. A heads on a bed, and they treated him very well. There wasn't the hula girls, and there wasn't the flower lays, and there wasn't the Mai Tais with umbrellas in it, because they don't want that. They, they also want to be able to bring their own ice cooler into the hotel room with their with their beer and their wine. Yep. And their <laughs> they own do. Food. They do. And their own food. Yep. Plate lunches. And he knew his customer. And he just catered strictly to them. So his marketing costs went down because it's exactly as Horst talks about, there's three kinds of customers. Loyal, the satisfied, and the terrorist. And Rich Dad's customers were very loyal to them because he knew who his customer was. And what, what Horse said is, is the loyal customer trusts you and your product. It's all about trust. And that's something that every company can improve upon. 
So once again, going to the most favorite part of our program is called Ask Robert, and you can submit your questions to askrobert at richdadradio.com. And you can trust me. I will tell you what I think. I'm not here to be politically correct. Right, Melissa? That's right, Robert. Okay, so please ask the questions. <laughs> so our first question today comes from Cordell in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Favorite book, Rich Dad's Guide to Investing. So as everyone has their own way and route to success, the question is, what would be the most valuable mistake that you've made in the past that you would address to younger generations today? And I th- this is a, that's a stupid question. Okay, let me tell you something right now. Why are you so afraid of making mistakes? Think about that. How do you learn if you don't make a mistake? Who in the world taught you not to make a mistake? Mistakes are there for you to learn something. You don't learn to walk if you're afraid of falling down. You don't learn to ride a bicycle unless you're willing to fall off the bicycle. And yet our school system, that incompetent bunch of people like my poor dad, punish people for making mistakes. Look at religion. They tell you if you don't, if you make, if you violate the laws of God, you're not going to go to heaven or wherever you guys go. You know, this whole thing, our whole society is so afraid of making mistakes. And that's the biggest mistake of all. We were designed to make mistakes and learn from them, not punish people for making mistakes. But because we punish people for making mistakes, we don't admit we made them. That's the worst thing. Look at Bill Clinton. You know, he gets a you-know-what in the White House, and he can't admit he got one. We all know what we're talking about here. So he lies about it, which is a crime. Having sex in the White House is not a crime. The whole thing here is, ladies and gentlemen, people are not so terrified at making mistakes, they don't learn anything. You look at Babe Ruth, the greatest home run hitter, the greatest, you know, he only had a 300 average. That means he struck out seven times. And yet our school system says, well, if you don't hit 100 home runs out of 100, you're a failure. You know, that's the problem of going to school. Our schools punish people for making mistakes. Religions punish people for making mistakes. So people lie. You know, people right now are on the Catholic Church about sex. Well, I know I, was, I went to a Methodist church. There was a lot of hanky-panky going on there, but nobody admitted it. You know, everybody pretended it didn't exist. I know at summer camp there was Reverend so-and-so and social director Miss so-and-so, and there I caught them getting it on. And I couldn't talk about it because my mother would wash my mouth out. How dare you say that? He was a man of God. I said, well, I know what I saw, Mom. Don't talk about it. So anyway, that's the thing about making mistakes. We become liars and we don't learn from it. And it's a very dysfunctional society. So the biggest question is, how come you're not making more mistakes and learning from them? Any comments, Kim? Yeah, well, in talking to Horst, I mean, if you look through his book and read his book, and I highly recommend it called Excellence Wins, you know, he talks about the three kinds of customers and he talks about the terrorists. And the terrorist customer is one that's upset. So obviously there's been a mistake. But Horst, throughout this book, you'll see story after story where he takes an upset customer, a terrorist, and turns them into a loyal customer by fixing the mistake. I mean, he uses mistakes to turn people into loyal customers of Ritz-Carlton. So That's a secret to yeah. success. And our school system, most of them are poor. Look at all the number of school teachers are on strike right now to make more money. You know, and what is going on with our country? Can't they tell what's going on? We don't teach money, but we have this thing, oh, the love of money is the root of all evil. 
so they don't want to admit they want the money. And it is a mistake. It's, it's a poverty mentality. And that's what Rich Dad does our best to change as long as I'm not punished for saying what I believe in. Next question, Melissa. Our next question comes from Kendall in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Favorite book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Kendall says, Robert and Kim, did you create a mission statement when you started out or did you do it as you went along? What is your opinion on this? I don't have an opinion. Just look at our mission statement. It's called to elevate the financial well-being of humanity. I walked, Kim and I, when we created the Cash Flow Board Game in 1996, that was the purpose for creating the game because games are the best way to learn. See, a game is better than lecture. How many people ever went to a classroom the teacher was so boring using words you didn't understand and you were sound asleep? Well, you don't learn when you're sound asleep. You know, I must well sit at home. So we have boring teachers who lecture. The way I learned about money was just playing Monopoly. Four greenhouses, one red hotel, and I had a great teacher, Rich Dad. He explained every strategy behind every move. I made a lot of mistakes. But today, Kim and I play Monopoly in real life. So the problem with education, we use boring teachers speaking on boring subjects that nobody's really interested in. The only way you can be a teacher is you have to be boring first. And that's why most people don't like being teachers today. Teach Number of teachers dropping off like flies right now. They don't want to be teachers. It costs too much money to go through teacher's college, and they don't pay them enough. So that's why there's this tragedy going on in education today. So only the worst teachers become teachers, or the ones that are most dedicated become teachers. But they all want more money. But they have this belief that if they ask for money, they'll not go to heaven for some reason. So all this stuff is screwed up in our society. That's why I look at it. Any comments, Kim? <laughs> yes. The, so the mission statement, we came up with our mission statement to elevate the financial well-being of humanity before we had really even a company. We yep. had we had an idea for a game. And here's the tricky thing. is like I, I still remember a lot of people saying, oh, that's a very bold statement that's uh, who who do you think you are that you could make such a, a statement like that and a have such teacher. a big goal like that that's you know you're pretty full of yourself um but we we're doing it we're doing it every day and so the, the key to us is that we we started with the mission and that's what drove us and today we have thousands of cash flow clubs all mm-hmm. over the world people teaching people and bypassing a criminal system called education that is in 2009, the reason we have student loan debt so high was during the Obama administration. They realized a big asset would be students. So they took student loan debt away from the banks who scrutinized every customer coming in for a student loan. And then Obama's, I'm not blaming Obama, but his administration took it and they put it under the Treasury Department. They put the school, student loan program in the Treasury Department of the government. And today, student loan debt is 1.6 trillion. It's bigger than credit card debt, and it's bankrupting many, many young people before they go to college. That's criminal behavior, that's usury. It's the number one asset of the the government. government. (laughs) The number one asset, student loans. So that's why the Rich Dad Company was founded. And I will tell you what I know as best I can, even though I'm oftentimes censored inside my own company. You can't say that, don't say that. Well, as, as Horst said, people have to trust you first or they won't believe you. You know, oh, go to school, get a job, and, you know, pay your taxes and, you know, buy a house because it's an asset and, you know, get out of debt and, 
Oh, and invest for the long term in the stock market. Only people that makes rich is Wall Street. Biggest criminal organization going. At the same time, I love Wall Street because that's where we get our money from. So look, as I would say here, all coins have three sides. Look on both sides, stand on the edge and look at both sides. You want to be on the rich side or the poor side. It's up to you. So one more time, I thank Horst Schulze. If you don't want to study, don't read his book. Don't be an entrepreneur and struggle and be cheap. So submit your questions once again to Robert at richdadradio.com. And thank you for listening to this program. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.